He's from the north. She's from the south. And we want to know what's in your mouth. Oh. Hello, hello, and welcome to In Yo Mouth. I am your Imelda Marcos, your shoe queen, your hostess with the mostest Munoz. And sitting next to me is the one, the only, Sarah Palin. My best gal pal, Marie. (laughs) Sarah Palin? Yeah. Wow. Tina Fey? You mean? No, just a pig in lipstick. No, wow. I can't. I can't do all of that. I can't. I couldn't even get that out of my mouth. That's that's too terrible. I do like to shoot a moose. No. Oh, oh, in the bedroom. That's right. Right. Oh my goodness. How are you? I haven't seen you in so long. I know. I'm great. Oh. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad. I'm happy to be back in New York City. Yeah, you were on tour for so long. Oh my god. But yet we put out all those fabulous episodes. I know, I was so I proud mean, of you us. should have been so tired flying back and forth know, and back and, and forth. Jet, the in your mouth jet was thank God that thank we are millionaires. Just I know. Independent. I mean. <laughs> just to pop in. What would we do without that Trump Airlines? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best in private flying. <laughs> no, I'm very proud that we were able to pre-record all those episodes and I, I think we did a good job. We did a good job celebrating Travis and Simone. I know. I was so and, and our celebrities. Our celebrity. I know. When I was listening to it, I was like, oh my God, are we gonna get fired for like- Oh my god. <laughs> no, we're gonna be fine. Well, I'm really, really excited today because today we are talking about and celebrating diversity. Oh my god. We are we're out of practice. I don't even Alexa doesn't even have that sound up, girl. Oh my god, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. No, but it's Pride Month and number 45 hasn't even acknowledged it for the second year in a row. So what? We, he, for I don't the know. second year in the row for in a row second he's year in a motherfucking row. Mm-hmm. It's fucking he's just not into it. He just doesn't they don't acknowledge nope. that it's Pride Month nope. whatsoever. You know what? And you know what? It's okay because the gays will ruin you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about that. So, <laughs> hello, there it is. <laughs> the gays will ruin you. Yeah. No, well, but yeah, we're so we're talk here. All about diversity. We're here to celebrate like the diverseness between Marie and I and our like living experiences here in New York City. Um, supporting immigrant-run restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. very light, light-hearted just topic. A, yeah, you nothing know. too deep. No. Whipped cream and <laughs> and maraschino cherries. <laughs> oh my goodness! But before we even get into all of that, how was tour? What did you put in your mouth? Oh. I I know that tour life. You know, love mm. them and leave them, hit well, it and quit it. The first week, I felt like I was doing so well on my diet, mm-hmm. on my just doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> diet, just doing it. Yes. Um, but second week we got to Charles. First, so we were in. Let's see if I can get this right. We were in uh, Cincinnati, no, St. Louis, Columbus, Cincinnati, and then Charleston. Mm-hmm. And the, when we first got to St. Louis, the people that were hosting us for this event uh, catered with barbecue. I think you saw on Instagram, y'all. I think I loved our Instagram <laughs> arguments. <laughs> Our Instagram story battles. As, while I was diving into a pool of meat, you were at the vegetable, veggie, vegan The New stuff. York City Vegetarian Food Festival. And they were the loveliest, loveliest people. I bet. 
Shout out that to Brew amazing. Doctor. Uh, Brew Dr. Kombucha. Uh-huh. Um, they were very lovely. They wanted to know more about us. Uh, we may have them on. Ooh, Drink a lot of kombucha. Oh, I love kombucha. Really? With vodka in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love that. So when I was in St. Louis eating all this meat, you were eating vegetables, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to Columbus, we were grilling hot dogs on a, a campfire, which was really fun. In Cincinnati, we had lots of bar food, because that's oh, what you eat there, yeah. <laughs> chili and stuff. Yeah, um, but buffalo once wings. We buff- tons of buffalo wings, you know, the diet. <laughs> well, you know. You know, no carbs. chicken. Yeah. yeah. It's chicken, protein. But as soon as we got to Charleston, that's where that's my mecca. I mean, <laughs> you can take the girl out of the south, <laughs> but you can't take the line, south like, out of oh, her. Oh, come here! But Aww. I did. I did very. You know, immediately I want like cornbread. I want the mac and cheese. And Republicans. <laughs> Republican diac. Yeah, Mm-mm. you know. No, I didn't. I didn't have just any. just pink peepees. <laughs> the the pink, white, and blue. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> But um, we did go out to eat a lot, uh, but then uh, equally as much, we were staying with this family that cooked for us a whole lot. So the first night we were there, they made steak au poivre. Oh, yeah. Au poivre. Au poivre? Yeah. How do you say that? A poivre. Steak au poivre. Yes, we are French. Oh, yes. It's French. A couple weeks ago, we were Giada di Lorente. It's Italiano. Today, we are French. Yes. Oh, man, it was Menage so good. But they were, like, astounded at how much I ate. Like, they all cut their fillets in half, and I, I just, like, unhinged my jaw and put the entire thing in my Sounds like a Friday night to me. <laughs> you know? Oh, but it was so good. But then also, all over that damn town, I had oysters. And I know you're not supposed to have oysters, I guess, in May, right? You're supposed to have oysters in months that end in R, E-R. Oh, Really? When yeah. I was in Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. I had oysters too. Oh yeah, straight down the throat. Uh, oh, oh wait, I had an oyster shooter. Oh my god, and you almost <laughs> threw up. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you. If you all follow our Instagram story, which has actually become very, very humorous, um, unbeknownst to us, oh, or no. so we think. <laughs> Um, Marie uh, posted her oyster shooter, and she almost yacked. Well, and you I told said you you would. You, yeah, you had one recently. I had you? two. I lost. How did you do two? Well, because I lost an epic rock paper scissors battle <laughs> that went into overtime four times. Oh, wow! And the whole restaurant was involved by what? then. And then you had to do two. And then I had to do two. And how big was your oyster? Because mine was, was huge. Yeah, it doesn't go down. Yeah. You know? No, I thought I was like, ooh, I'll just shoot this. And I was like, and then there was this huge, gigantic oyster in the back of my throat that I then had to just like chew, chew. up. And yeah. like you're like you're gagging because the vodka they put in there is not very good. Yeah. Oof. And it's spicy. And you have this big like wad of something. Yeah. Let me tell you, folks, people compare oysters to semen. Uh, Mr. Paul Foti, <laughs> uh, master of the semen cookbook. But it's not. Yeah, Se- semen is easier. Semen is definitely. You don't easier. have to chew it. Yeah. Oh God, Jesus! I hope you never have to chew. <laughs> yeah, kids, don't ever chew semen. Oh my God! Gross. <laughs> Dare to not choose semen. But when I was in oh Charleston, God. I was I'm reading this book right now called The Pot Liquor Papers: A Food History of the Modern South, and it's by John T. Edge. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think that's where you were going with pot liquor. <laughs> I know. Mm. Do you know what pot liquor is? No. I, I would assume pot- it was what happened to me in Fort Lauderdale this <gasps> last weekend. Oh, I can't wait to hear these stories. But go. 
Well, pot liquor is the pot liquor. Oh, so yeah, like bottom are, of the pot. Yeah, so when you cook down your collard greens, so what I was reading, while I was in Charleston sitting on a dock in James Island, this book is talking about all the plantations that were in that area during the antebellum era. And nowadays the farms that still exist there, they grow the crop, they grow the greens, mustard greens, collard greens, and they give them to over a dozen restaurants in Charleston. But so what this book talks about, the pot liquor, um, in the antebellum era, when the slaves were cooking all the food, the white slave owners only wanted the collard greens to eat. But the nutrients was in the liquor, the broth, and that's mm-hmm. what they would take home and feed their families and oh, stuff. Oh, liquor. I forgot, yeah. I forgot that that was a term. Yeah. You just reminded me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> liquor, Who knew? Liquor in the front, poker in the back. <laughs> no. Um, but it was, fa- I mean, like, just to be reading this book, because I'm just interested in, like, the history of southern food and how who how, you know obviously it was influenced by the black slaves well let's get into it for a minute i mean we're yeah, celebrating we're diversity diversity yeah we're, we're celebrating diversity the diversity between us is that you come from a very different just cultural background than i do yeah. being from the south well so you know it's weird i'm a yankee with, over here well my parents are yankees my mom is from detroit my dad is from brooklyn they met in florida <laughs> which oh. is the most northern state, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was one years old, I was born in Florida. And when I was one years old, we moved to Nashville. So my parents, in theory, are like pretty, they can be northern in some ways, but then they've also been in Nashville for pff, over 30 yeah. years or so. So I so. kind of was, ex- you know, exposed to the best of both worlds almost. My grandparents definitely were like Yankees. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and the things that they cooked. So do you eat? What's the question here? The question here (laughs) is when you're there, this southern food, obviously coming from the slaves Mm -hmm. and influenced heavily by the slaves. Yeah, soul food. All the soul food. Mm -hmm. Is it, do you venture beyond that? And is there a avenue to do that where you're from, to venture beyond just this soul food and experience a little bit more diversity, a little bit. Yes, it's very important. And I'm not disqualifying um, or discrediting any of that because that's yeah. very important history. And that's kind of what you know. But do you know, like growing up and whatnot, do you and even now going beyond that mm-hmm. in Nashville, is that all you eat is Hattie B's hot chicken and so and so's collard greens? And, uh, well, I think, you know, I mean, I think growing up in Nashville, like that type of southern soul food is very present especially when you go to picnics or any like church gatherings and things like that is what you're probably going to see at a potluck dinner is like mac and cheese collard greens cornbread not crab fried chicken no no yeah. i mean n- no not at the westminster no. presbyterian church no. picnic no no vegetable lo mein no but what's really interesting in nashville is that it actually has the largest kurdish population in america in nashville and so there's that yeah, Kur- yeah, Kurdish from Kur- Kurdistan. Yeah, um, Kurdistan. Yeah, yeah, holla, holla, Kurdistan. <laughs> do do yeah. Kur- when's the last time you heard about Kurdistan? I know, right now, on in your mouth. Hello, but, but I think with um, the thing that I find the most interesting with um, soul food <laughs> and collard greens. I was reading up on collard greens and and how much white people <laughs> have taken taken the standard recipe of collard greens and that's like usually i guess 
way back when they would cook it with like a um, ham hock and mm-hmm. or salt. I mean, salt thing. pork. Yeah, salt pork. And, uh, I mean, is there any other way? Well. Uh, so I was reading. It's very, it's very influential. Like pork is very influential in like Puerto Rican food and Latin foods as well. Right. So right. it's like, well, last in my mind, it's like, is there any other way? Right. Because right. even when vegetarians come over at my house, uh-huh. Mama Gladys always has some. Uh, well, pork. no, she, she's learned to take it out now, but she's like, uh-huh. oh, they can have the rice. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's pork laden. Oh my God. She was like, they won't know. There's no actual pork in it. Yes, there is. There's pork water and pork seasoning. Uh, oh, my God, Gladys. Yeah. Well, I was reading about collard greens specifically just because of this book that I'm reading about yeah. the South. Um, I guess a couple of years ago, Whole Foods tweeted like this new recipe. Like, try this new if, new recipe for collard greens. And it was like collard greens with cranberries and peanuts. Blah. And like black Twitter was like, oh, fuck you. And it just like blew up about like, how dare you take our food and try to make it into something and, and make it like, Oh, we've discovered this, this thing called collard so where, greens. So this is another interesting question. Where do, where does that cross the line between, uh, new recipes mm-hmm. and cultural appropriation? Cause yeah. uh, like, look at all these amazing chefs, like right. just, uh, let's talk celebrity chefs, Alex Guarnaschelli, uh-huh. um, uh, Mike, Mike, what's his bucket on the chew? Carla. Mario Batelli. No, <laughs> we can't talk about her. Uh, and all these people, like they, they're taking these things and, right. and well, doing Sean, something new. So yeah. it's like, where do we cross the line here? Mm-hmm. Really? And that's that's a really interesting kind of road to go down. Yeah. You know? Well, Sean Brock is one of the most famous celebrity chefs right now. And he, you know, he had opened Husk in Charleston and now he's opening, uh, he has one in Nashville. And But his cookbook, he has a recipe for collard greens with peanuts. And it's like a slow roasted collard green type thing. But he is a white man taking this, you know, very um, historic type of food. But, yeah, you but once, uh, once again, it's like... Right, you can't... Are we only going to make collard greens one way for the rest right, of our no, life? No, no, we can't do no, that. No, we can't do that. It's in the garden. You can prepare the, yeah, it however right, you, you want, want to. Exactly. But don't be telling me that you're the first person, person. Yes, that's, to discover... Okay, so we figured it out. That's where it yeah, crosses the line. That's why wow. Hattie B's... We are deep in this, honey. Yeah, that's why I have... A, my biggest problem with Hattie B's um, hot chicken is that they... they <laughs> I mean, in their marketing, they kind of play with the idea that they invented hot chicken, which is not true. Black people started hot chicken a long time ago. Is, oh, is Hattie B's not African-American or black owned? No. No, my no. Folks, this podcast is your like, you know, vacation from reality. But it would be a disservice to our community that we live in the community that we serve if we didn't kind of educate you and talk about like real things sometimes we need to but was constantly on my mind in charleston because i as much as like it's 2018 that city is the most is still the most one of the most segregated cities I mean, I think I was in Chapel Hill and we went to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Mama what was Dips. That like? Mama Dips. Um, What's Mama Dips? I've it's never heard the of oldest this. black owned restaurant in America. Uh, I don't know if America, but it's it's really, really old. <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, what? look it up, y'all, because we, we can't bore you with uh, too many facts today. But <laughs> but it was incredible. It was freaking incredible. So was it soul food? Yeah, it was soul food. 
Mm. Oh my God, the hush puppies, Jesus. Oh God. The hush puppies. Well, Google where those came from. The fried chicken mm-hmm. and the, all the things, just all the mm. things. But two weekends ago, mm. I was in Fort Lauderdale. And it's very funny that Marie and I decided to do this topic today because we both had very interesting experiences with kind of diversity in our travels unbeknownst to us that like later on it kind of came to surface and it was like oh look at this like we're we're so different and we're on different travels but look how we meet in the middle on this one topic yeah so Fort Lauderdale I I had no idea you were going on vacay yes I threw the phone out the window and I left I had a little bit of a like a little bit of a life meltdown where you know there was a lot of change I left town and you were like I can't I can't live without Marie God. Right, and I so, wish every man was like that. Well, you know, get nope. a gay man in your life. <laughs> I have one, and I love him. <laughs> you dearly. have several. I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I just, you know, you have these days. It was just a bad day. I was like, "Fuck everyone, fuck this. I need to get out a, mm. a retreat. I needed to do something for me." And so, one day I booked a flight to Fort Lauderdale. The next day I booked the the gay guest house, and the fr- oh. and then two days later I was there. What really? Yeah. And like, were you inspired by Simone? Solo travel. Uh, girl, I've been traveling. <laughs> I've been traveling solo. No shade at Simone because we love her. And that was a great freaking episode. I know. I but, love that episode. Um, yeah. So went to Fort Lauderdale, had the best time, even though it rained. It, like I was in Aww. the middle of a tropical storm, but still naked in a pool, in a 90 degree <laughs> pool, honey. But the most interesting thing besides the crab cake BLT what the fuck? and the conch. The cock <laughs> fritters. Cock fritters are my favorite fucking food. Cock fritters. Cock fritters. I love. Mm. I love a conk fritter. <laughs> I mean, I just like saying conk fritter. Um, besides that, that was the most interesting thing I've eaten. It was so great at this place mm. called Coconuts, downtown Fort Lauderdale, right on the beach, um, which I didn't get any beach time because it was because it was fucking boring. Oh, but the interesting thing is that there's a huge, you know. Latin community in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And there's a huge Latin community mm. here in New York as well. But sometimes it's harder to find um, as a gay man in like the popular neighborhoods because they've mm. closed down a lot of the black and Latino gay bars in the West Village. They closed down the one that uh, in Chelsea. Mm. And so it's a little hard to find. So you have to travel really far up to Washington Heights or out to Jackson Heights. And for those of you who don't live in New York, mm. even me living in Times Square, that's still an hour ride right. or more mm. by subway to get someplace to get drunk to how the, how the hell am I getting home right. from here? Um, but it was great. I had the best time all by myself dancing, this and that. People like circled around me. And then all of a sudden I met all these people, all these Latin boys. And I forgot what it was like to not fully forgot, but to be surrounded by a community of people that you have something in common with. There's a common thread, mm. even though one was Venezuelan and one was Brazilian and one was Colombian mm. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But this, this sense of like community that you were in, that you share, not only that you're gay men, but you're like Latin gay men and you've like mm. lived kind of the same experiences and like the salsa or the merengue or the bachata mm. comes on and we're like, and we're all dancing oh, and we're that. all doing the most, which Unfortunately, mm. when that stuff comes on in a predominantly um, Anglo uh, yeah. gay bar here, uh, people don't know what to do with that. 
Mm. You know, mm-hmm. or it's all or it's all Mexican hats and fake mustaches, right. Right. which is can be very offensive, which is terrible. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of got me like really thinking I have Latin black and Latin friends here, mm-hmm. but we're all so busy. We we seldomly see each other mm-hmm. in like a group setting. And the, granted, the people I hang out with now is the group is very, very diverse. Mm-hmm. Well, like Indian people, black people. White uh, people from everywhere, which yeah. it's United Colors of Benetton. <laughs> That's my dating history. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's that. And I don't, I'm sure it's, I don't know if it's very relatable to you, but in the sense of you sitting on this dock in Charleston reading this book and you're like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of where this whole like revolution happened. I kind of had an awakening too of, I need more of this in my life to mm. feed kind of like, my soul and my, mm. you know? Yeah, I had maybe the complete opposite experience of, like, just white guilt <laughs> on that yeah. dock of knowing, like, the history of this area and knowing the color of my skin and this, so, the his, yeah, the history yeah, so of so it made me a little sad that dark. it was raining so much and because it was, like, kind of like a little gay party weekend. I didn't go out to eat as much, like, Latin foods or whatnot. But, um, and it was interesting, too, in the pool full mm. of, you know, these white bears and one <laughs> i think he was israeli or lebanese beautiful beautiful man mm. um but he was fair-skinned as well but everyone was focused because i tan very easy mm-hmm. everyone was focused on me being latin mm. hmm. you know and it's it's a thing now it's a thing we talk about these days and it's a thing you know mm-hmm. um that just happens but it's just really it's it's always happened to me it's just mm. a little bit more present now so are you and saying that when you go to Fort Lauderdale, like you you have you find this Latin community, but then you occasionally you'll find yourself being the minority? Yes. Also? Well, because uh, the place I booked, and it couldn't have been a better place. Mm-hmm. It was just um it was just full of like Anglo-Saxon men, which mm-hmm. is fine, you know? Yeah. We had a fucking blast. <laughs> I had a blast with the Bears. We had the best fucking time. I got everybody. Oh my god! Trashed. Oh my god! It was great, you know. And they were all jealous when those boys came home with me uh-huh. and whatnot. So wow. it was, it was incredible. It wow. was an incredible, incredible trip, mm. uh, an incredible retreat. You know, I got, I came home and I crashed and I got sick. So that's why I sound like, <laughs> you know. Well, we definitely had two different experiences. Yeah, but diverse experience. But that's kind of what this whole pod is, has been about: is yeah. like the differences between us. Yeah. And well, and I whatnot. think specifically. Because of where we are in 2018 with our administration calling, you know, immigrants animals and then these 1,500 children on the border not knowing where they are. And I mean, just so many things I think people tearing their parents away from their kids. Yeah. And let's just talk about the American Latins, the 4,600 Puerto Rican people that have died. Right. 4,600. Right. Now, we're very, very liberal here. And that's kind of why I was like, you know, Let's keep it. Uh, yeah. like, no, uh, Imelda Marcos, Sarah right. Palin. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of where that came out of my head. Mm. You know, um, but what's the what's the like opposite side to that? Well, I want to hear. I'm always up for a good debate. You mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. I change yeah. my mind. Sure. Yeah. Right. For sure. But it's we can't deny that we're not taking care of these people. Right. Our own people. This country is are, built 
on because the backs. Uh, yes, the backs of immigrants, which leads into the food that's built on the backs right. of ethnic people. We have to remember that this country is a country built from immigrants, right? Right. right? And it's absolutely ridiculous what's happening. You know, and I mean, but there's some delicious immigrant food. I mean, that's what I prefer. Can we say that immigrant food? There's <laughs> well, just some yeah. d- d- different like. Diverse food brought over by immigrants. Hello. Right. Listen, think about American food. Hot dogs, hamburgers, pie, ne- name it, french fries. Right. Not American, not American, not American, not American. Right, right. None of it's American. Well, what I was really impressed with, the Nashville scene, which is my hometown newspaper, arts paper, basically, in Nashville, um, after the Trump's travel ban first came out, they then printed a list of all immigrant-run restaurants that you should go immediately and support in Nashville. And I just, I think that that, apparently, like, I think statistics of, like, 70% of Nashvilleians support, like, um, taking in refugees. Yeah. Um, what's, what's that process called? Uh, the road to citizenship. It's, yeah. You know? Yeah. But the Republicans in Tennessee. Uh, uh, squash it. Squash They, it. like, doubly squash it. Double, yeah. They voted twice for, uh, against it. It's like, it's just so ridiculous. But, yeah, kids, boo. But <laughs> Those I just kids think- crack me up. <laughs> But that's one thing that when we do tour, um, we only support mom and pop restaurants or we eat within the homes with the families that we're staying with. You know um, what? I'd love to hear what our listeners, like the diverse foods our listeners mm, kind of eat. Because we, yeah. like in the next segment coming up, we need to talk a little bit about diverse foods. We've been like deep in this. I and, know. Like, I'm talking about uh, like plantation. Uh, sh- oh, slavery God. and diversity Ooh. and this and that. Right? I want to get back to buttholes <laughs> and, you know, fried buttholes and ranch dressing. But it, it is you know? very important that it is. Get and out there, I mean, folks. I love this conversation. Yeah. I love this whole topic. I love, yeah, even when you presented it to me, you know, two weeks ago. Right. It was, it, it's been on my mind and I fell down many a hole, many a, <laughs> many a bo- boy's hole. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's great. It's great. But yeah. I think we need to entertain the masses <laughs> and give them our favorite part and theirs, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. Food, Food news update. <laughs> cockroach milk. Is this the most gross superfood yet? Ew, cockroach milk. Those are very little titties. <laughs> Who's going to milk a cockroach? That's gross. Yes, cockroach milk. Um, I presented this to Marie today because it's been big news all weekend. Really? Yes, it's a thing. Everyone's talking about it? Every, Ryan Seacrest um, had some this morning on Kelly and Ryan. He tasted it? He tasted it. Cockroach milk? Cockroach milk. Like a cup of it? No, um, you're only supposed to take like a <laughs> dropper full. Yeah, because they and, can't really... And, when like, you milk a cockroach. Well, no, 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 no. It's not like that, right? You, you do them with those little pointy tweezers. That's what Ke- I stole that from Kelly. Oh, my right? God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Well, you know, we've talked about like crickets on ice cream and this and that. And this article is actually from the BBC. But they come from the Pacific beetle cockroach, which mm. is the only cockroach that like spawns live offspring. Oh. And so it has oh. to feed them. Oh. And so it's not actually milk, but it's these milk crystals that it harvests in this sack in its body. Oh. So they have to like cut it out and like it's apparently labor intensive and disgusting. Mm. But apparently it's way better for you than all the other milks. Put your soy away. 
put your almond milk away. The amount of protein your, in one little drop is more than yeah. like what a cup it, of milk. It has three times as much energy as dairy milk, and packed with essential amino acids. <laughs> Well, you know what? After being sick this weekend, I would have had it. You would have had some. I would have uh, anything to make me feel better. There's there's a summer something going around, and I caught it. Jesus. Uh, well, I just a sidebar. Have you heard that some of these um, dairy farmers are actually very angry that almond almond milk people are calling it almond milk because it has nothing to do with milk. They want to get so PC that like they're going after soy milk, almond milk. Oh yeah, because it's milk. almond. It's almond beverage. Yeah, almond. <laughs> But, like, Ugh. would you drink cockroach milk if I brought some? Sure. Right? We try it. <laughs> we try it. I've eaten the scorpion. I can eat cockroach I mean, milk. It's just a dropper full. Yeah. He said it's, like, thick. He said it was thick and it wasn't terrible. Mm. He did take many sips of his coffee afterwards. Really? So, yeah. Did his face go, like, No, Whoa. he was just, like, he was afraid. And then he was, like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. So, folks, if you want to send us some cockroach milk or if you live someplace disgusting... Gather your cockroaches in a box. <laughs> Check out if they're the Pacific kind. Mm. And milk them. Mm. You know? Perfect for the apocalypse. Oh, my God. And then they're thinking of turning that milk into yeast to make bread and beer. Cockroach uh-huh. beer. Wow. There'll be a whole new gluten allergy. Yeah. Or something. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Can we Can we move on? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Supermarket. Comically censors vulgar graduation cake. What? <laughs> like, like, yay, I graduated. <laughs> fuck me in the ass. Yeah, they wouldn't type that. No, this is a true story, and I cannot believe that this actually happened. But in Charleston, South Carolina, hello, Charleston. Uh, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Uh, this family ordered a cake from Publix to congratulate his their son who is graduating. Uh, and it said, congrats, Jacob, summa cum laude, class of 2018. That's what they ordered. Mm-hmm. When they got the cake, the word cum was... Cum, in, cum. This, uh, in, this, sense, in this instance. <laughs> you know? Uh, was dashed out. So it was completely censored. So they picked up the cake and they were like, what? And the poor little, poor little Jacob was so embarrassed oh. to be censored. Oh, but oh the Southerners and their Puritan values. <laughs> But of course, it went viral. Like it was, it's been everywhere, and there and Publix has now been like, okay, sorry, sorry. It's you know, it was a computer error or whatever. Doesn't a human do that? But yeah. um, but now, like, I love that. Um, so everyone, you know, reported about it. The New York Times, New York Post, everybody. But then Munchies um, just recently reported that um, they were like, we uh, we were able to successfully order. Cakes that said summa cum laude, magna cum laude, and even made you come loud. <laughs> <laughs> made you cum loudly. Cum loud. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine that was a thing? Yeah, baby. I want your cum. I want your cum and my boom. Yeah. My boom. My boom. boom. My boom boom. My boom boom. Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Canned rose is the trend for the summer. There's. trend yes it is summer listen there are so many articles uh, that have come out for uh, not about it being a trend but look at this canned rosé there's this canned rosé over here which canned rosé is the best so i had canned rosé in my purse for years 
It is not not just now being a trend. It's like, I, well, maybe I started it years ago. Then maybe it's traced back to this white girl. Okay, <laughs> Becky. I know. Maybe it's so. okay. Right. I went and saw. Oh God, talk about being so basic. I went and saw. Um, I feel pretty, Amy Schumer's, okay. and I got a can of rosé and brought it into. Uh, well, I refuse. Me and my friend, who shall not be named, Jennifer. And <laughs> shout out, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> We, anytime we go to the theater, oh God, now they're going to check our purses. We do something <laughs> called Per Se. Ooh. And not, and not that good Thomas Keller <laughs> restaurant. We literally take like Gatorade bottles full of rose because oh, yeah. it's so stupid to pay $18 yes. for four ounces of wine. Right. Yes. And then 27 for a big gulp. And it's not that big. Yeah. $27. You know how many bottles I could buy mm. for $27? <laughs> So, so we take some per se, mm-hmm. and that's it. I love it. Yeah. Mm. So maybe it is a trend, or maybe it's not a I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I'm, 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 I'm going to pop a can right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like coom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of Food <laughs> News <laughs> Update. <laughs> don't make me laugh. You're going to make me cough. I know. Uh, no, I'm on day five of the antibiotics and uh, Tam. I'm on all the drugs. Oh, good. All the drugs and none of the good ones. Mm. <laughs> unfortunately, right? And I think that's what has me feeling like kind of like a little like woozy, and mm. you know. Well, I know what's going to help clear up your sinuses now. Yeah, in a minute. But mm. I wanted to get back because we were so serious um, before in like the last segment. I yeah. kind of wanted to get back about like supporting and this is very lighthearted like <laughs> just supporting like how do you support immigrant run restaurants and mm-hmm. there's like this great new york times article that we both read mm-hmm. about like going to like your local chinese spot like once a week mm-hmm. uh isn't enough it's kind of like a booty call because you right. don't like right. you're supporting the family but you're not like really supporting right. them it's like go go, go and start a relationship yeah you know, with so, the family and so do you have any anything like that perfect do you have anything like that here in the city where, like, you go someplace and they know you? Um, and they're like, Norm. Yeah. Um, I know for me, in my neighborhood, I know I just asked you a question and we'll get to you while you think about it. But I know for me, in my neighborhood, I have a Cuban restaurant that I walk in and I support all the time. And they know my face and they ask me how I am. And they're open 24-7. It's the best fucking food. Um, there's a Turkish restaurant that I go in, they're like, hey, they know I get that lentil soup. We talked about it on the pod, that oh, lentil yeah. soup that's so delicious. It destroys me. But they're like, lentil soup and like um, mm. chicken shish, right? <laughs> um, I have a bunch of places like that. Yeah. You know, even for a while when I was going out, not that I don't go out a lot still, but I went out more back in the day mm. in my neighborhood. I could technically go bar to bar to bar to bar and, and not pay like, Michael. and not pay for a drink. I certainly mm. like drop a 20 as a tip or something. Mm. So I wasn't like freeloading it. Freeloading it, but you know, like yeah. and it's important like to support 
these people and create a relationship and yeah you know even some of the restaurants that i order takeout from i'll walk in i'm like hey i'm this guy from seamless and they're like oh yeah we know you extra hot sauce you know that's not so okay sorry it took me a minute to remember the name of my restaurant that i always go to but black iris and fort green okay um i've been going i mean i lived in this neighborhood for 13 years so i hope that i have one restaurant that at least recognizes me (laughs) but um yeah they're so sweet it's a, a owned by two brothers and they always, they don't know me by name, but they are always like, oh, hello, you know, welcome, good to see you. How's your husband? They used to ask me that all the time because oh my, my boyfriend and I used to go in there all the time together. And then when he, when we broke up, it was so funny. We had this 10 minute conversation about love and like, because they were like, how's your husband? I was like, well, listen, I have to tell you this whole time. He's not my, he's not my husband. He was my boyfriend. He just moved out. I'm like kind of upset about it. And then we talked for 10 minutes about like finding love and what's it, how hard it is to date in New York City. And I was like, well, who are you dating? He's like, oh, I've been married for 30 years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But But it was fun. Yeah. I think it's. It almost makes the food taste better. Yeah. Can I go out on a limb and say that? Yeah. That it almost makes the food taste better. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the the people at my liquor store know me. And let me tell you, that booze tastes great. Mm. But um, just creating these relationships with these, these, you know, restaurant owners that who knows where they've come from. If they are American, yeah, great. You know? Yeah. I mean... Lord knows I've been asked like how many times I've got my green card just because oh. people are so Just dumb. Ignorant. Mm. Ignorant. Oh, right? That's stupid. I mean, I can't <laughs> I can't even count how many times. That's crazy. It's really crazy. Last year it happened a lot. I think last year was like a record. But like just creating these relationships with these people and and supporting these businesses and you you find you find these little holes in the wall and like people mm-hmm. that know you and it just creates for a better food experience. And I love yeah. that. And yeah. I mean, what are you all out there in podcast land? <laughs> like, where are you going? Do you have local haunts? Do you like, you know, local, your local Mexican joint, your local Chinese food joint where they're like, hey, we know you eat 10 egg rolls and we're not judging you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because that's me oh, over yeah. at that Ollie's. <sighs> <laughs> they don't judge. Nope. That's what that. That's why you cultivate these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't judge awesome. you. Well, when I grew up, we used to go to this pizza place every Friday night and order a pizza and take it home and watch TGIF. Yes. Remember that? TGIF. But we were so close with the family that owned the restaurant, and like as kids, they would let us come back and like make the pizzas, and it was just such a great, you know aspect of my childhood to and, like uh, go in health and code violation and probably probably we wore gloves did we no, but remember. um <laughs> speaking of nashville is doing that great thing supporting immigrant mm-hmm. run restaurants mm-hmm. you know and they yeah, created that's where that the, this new york times article um was about nashville and um eating without borders was the name of this article and because uh, in nashville there is a nolansville road in nashville and yes. it's just all tons of immigrant run restaurants um a huge uh, variety. And it's, I think that, you know, for me, I think that it would be very important next time I go home and like continue to go to the same place to start a, a relationship. A, a relationship. Yeah. But yeah, Nashville published this huge mm-hmm. list of just immigrant run restaurants mm-hmm. that to go support. It's you funny know? though, I was like, well, what immigrant run restaurants are in New York City that I should support? It's like, almost uh, all of them. I mean, yeah, almost all yeah. of them. That's why. I mean, guess who cooks your food, y'all? <sighs> yeah. All the yeah. Latin people in the world. Yes, yeah. If the Latin people went on strike, 
we would there would be no food to be had. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So. Last year when um, the restaurants went on strike uh, for in support of. Uh, the immigrants after the travel ban came out um so many restaurants across the country went on strike and for a full day they closed down um in support of the their workers yeah um so like we are in solidarity i think uh because we all do know that these restaurants would not be running i know it wasn't for it's like it's interesting it's interesting well but my main like point of like bringing this up is like go out try that new place and if you love it like keep going i just found a greek place right around the block from me and yeah. oh my god, I've I've been three times in the past like or I keep ordering seamless, you know, <laughs> which I gotta stop at forty dollars a pop. Seamless oh. is not cheap in New York, y'all. But you know, it's like it's great and it's exciting and it's fun and you know. Olive supports immigrant yeah. run restaurants. Olive's here. Just my cat, sorry. Tearing Olive, up. Go away. <laughs> Oh, Oh, she ran. Okay. So completely switching gears here. We have been very, very blessed with this is episode 18 with the podcast. I have been in the food blogging world quite some time since 2010, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. And so um, very blessed where people just like trust our opinion. I don't know why, but (laughs) maybe because they find us hysterical or they want. So lately, this past week, we've gotten a, a couple items um, of notoriety that we mm-hmm. need to talk about. And I brought one special one today. Um, I have been obsessed with this chili oil because these people that I work for I introduced it to me. It's a Southern Asian chili oil um, called Chu Chow mm. style chili oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by Lee Kum Ki. Oh, Lee Kum Ki. Lee Kum Ki. It is delicious because it's a little salty, a little spicy, a little oily. Delicious. Mm. So then we were commenting on another brand um, of homemade, made by Blank Slate Kitchen. And this is Szechuan chili oil. So they reached out to us and they were like, hey, guys, you should try ours. So we're going to do a taste test. Shout out to Blank Slate. Thanks for the Szechuan chili oil. Oh, thanks for sending it to us. I know. Hello. This free? Yeah. I mean, girl. Shit, it's going to taste good no uh, matter what. I, it better. Because uh, Chu Chow style chili oil is hard to beat. And Maria's never tried either one of these. And so let's go on an adventure. Okay. And then next week, we also have another surprise for you of a gift that was sent to us. Oh. So delicious. So I'm starting Marie with the Chu Chow. Okay. Like, stir her up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed, and I buy it. Oh, you should have just put it right on. Well, I like to dip it. Plus, you're sick, and I don't want to share spoons. Well, I didn't, I didn't put a spoon in there. I haven't licked anything from there. How is that? Oh, my God. Isn't that delicious? Mm. So. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like the chili oil that you get. From your like Chinese takeout spot. So good. Oh wow. I'm gonna have a little bit more because that is real good on mm. tortilla. Who knew? <laughs> Isn't that delicious? That's delicious. I love it. Describe it. Um mm. I think most people will be scared to have this kind of chili oil for fear of it being too spicy, but it's not. No. It's salty, it's very savory. Um it's and a it's, little sweet. And but there's that back heat. That's not like super spicy. Mm. 
It's delicious. Drizzled on a pizza? Oh, mm. I thought you were about to say drizzle it on a penis. On a penis? No, that oh, would man. burn, Jesus. Yeah. That would burn, <laughs> baby, burn. Oh, my okay. God. So now open up this blank slate homemade Szechuan chili wow. oil and serve us both up a little bit. Oh, shit. I can't open it. You can't open it, girl? Come on. <laughs> use, a, use a strong woman. <laughs> I can't do Give it. Me. This I don't what, need a man, but I need sometimes a man to open. That's the only thing men are good for, except for I can't open it <laughs> either. <laughs> Flank slate, what did you do to this? Oh my god, guys! How can we taste it if we can't open it? Urgh. Yay! We got it open. <laughs> that took about two hours. <laughs> but we're back. And oh I my can't god! Wait to put this in my mouth. Go ahead, do it. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, so this one's warmer. Like, not heat-wise, but like... Um, this one you can taste like cardamom or something. Or like, or like cinnamon or... Ginger. Ginger, definitely, but there's... Sesame oil. There's like a... I like it. It's delicious. It's very different than the chew chow, though. Mm -hmm. it's, mm. You can tell it's like, it's fancy. It is fancy. Oh, my God. So Blank Slate Kitchen is a Brooklyn-based company mm. that crafts unique, sustainably-minded pantry ingredients to help people explore, develop, and realize their own kitchen creativity. Mm. Yeah. So this is made in small batches. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's vegan. vegan. And it's vegan. I mean... Vegan? Gluten-free? Semen-free? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Oh, wow. Ooh, it kind of makes my tongue, tongue tingle. Yeah, I was reading that on the back. It's the pink peppercorns. Oh, and it makes it feel like I'm mm -hmm. having an allergic reaction? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's delicious. It is delicious. Mm. Oh, Thank man. you, Black Slate Kitchen. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Yeah, hit put them up. some eggs? Mm. Oh, my God. Also, don't put that on a penis. Nope. 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 Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> There's almost like a five spice in there or something. There's yeah. like cinnamon or... They need to reach out and, and give us the secret recipe. Yeah, what's that? Because I want to know. Well, it does good. just say. <laughs> yeah. Canola oil, chili flakes, Szechuan peppercorns, sesame oil, salt, ginger, shallots, garlic, and spices. Spices? Right. Come on. We need to know oh, specifically what that's like, spices. That's like when you read uh, the back of a drink and it's like natural flavors. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks great. for the chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you that's for the awesome. chemicals. Thanks for sending that? That's great. And then mm. I can't wait for you to see what's happening next week. Oh, my God. Ooh, really? Yeah, we got a package. Oh, my Listen, God. Listen. Yeah, we are getting famous. You missed out. <laughs> you you could have been with me at the Vegetarian Food Festival. Oh, shit. You I could know. have been a superstar with me at the DQ Blizzard oh, Day. Oh, right. You went to the DK, DQ Blizzard Day. What was that? Oh, my God. They launched they their new. Yeah, they launched their new uh, flavors for the summer. S'mores and like Ooh. Jurassic Crunch and there's a cotton candy one. I said Twix. Do they have Twix? Yeah, there's a Twix oh, one. That's the one I want. Oh my god, I ate so much, mm. so much, and they were great. So shout out to DQ as well. Mm, they're I following mean, us on Instagram now. I know. <laughs> Our dreams come true. Done. <laughs> yeah, I had a mushroom burger from there a while ago. Not to be confused with the Sonic Mushroom mm. Burger. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Wow, I can't stop eating it. I, I, it. I mean... <laughs> I love I, all hot sauce. You know that um, my Sicilian fire is almost gone. Yeah, I actually had to get... I should have given it to you. Because mm -hmm. I, uh, I had the other three bottles left of the Golden Girls hot sauce. Mm -hmm. I kept the one I liked, the jalapeno. And then I gave the other 
two bottles away <laughs> to my friend Dominic because he loves hot sauce too. Oh. I was like, I'm never going to go through this and it's going to get... Mm, I'm already you know? almost gone. It's delicious. Yeah, mm. this chew chow though, I eat by like the spoonful. Yeah, I have I to order. It. It's on my recovering orders. Like I don't even have to oh. order it oh, anymore. Really? It on Am- it just shows up. It's like, hey, Michael, give me a home. Yeah, it's mm. so. This is what you put delicious. on um, dumplings. My favorite soup dumplings. Yeah, you or you can order them from different Asian style mm. restaurants, but they're not the same. I find. Yeah, they're all different. They're all different. Chew chow's great. This uh, blank slate Szechuan chili oil is really warm. So if you like those really warm mm. kind of like It's like a hug earthy, in your mouth. Yes. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Wow. Delicious. Well, we have really taken y'all on a quite a journey today. I know. I'm proud of us. You know, I at am. first I was a little intimidated. Oh. Uh-oh. I think the time has come. I think I the think, time has come. As I was saying, <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little intimidated about doing this episode because... I mean, really, what's happening in the world today, it, it, it's a scary, scary thing, especially timed with watching Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, get into the Handmaid's Tale because it is, it's probably the most intense television yes. I have ever seen. <clears throat> yeah. I yeah. blew through it in less than a week. Yeah. It's season incredible. one, and I'm caught up. Oh, you're caught up now in yes. season two, too? Season yeah. two. It's amazing. Yeah. But watching that and then watching the, like, reading the news and all that sort of yeah, stuff, I, I get stop. a little bit scared. Well, so. thanks for hanging with us today, folks, out there in <laughs> podcast land and bearing with, like, a little bit more, like, serious talk for In Yo yeah, Mouth. Yeah, we kind of got in there a we little did, bit. We did, but, like, the whole podcast is about celebrating, you know, our difference. You know, yeah, she's from, different. he's from the North, she's from the South. Yeah, we want to know what's in your mouth. That's a, ooh, ah, oh. oh my goodness. Oh man, I just love you. And I, I love, love how, you too. how different we are and then I love how similar we are as well. And I, I think, know. folks, y'all think we're all divided right now in this country, but if you really just sit down and have a convo with, with the other person you think that you're not like, I bet you'll find something yeah. more even in common of a, than you think. Even of a different mindset. Yeah. Be open to let, letting someone change your yeah. mind yeah. until they piss you off. Majorly yeah, because they're like, yes, and then you're like, bye, don't talk to me. All right, good night, <laughs> good night, and goodbye. But go out there, y'all, and support immigrant-run restaurants. Yes. Really, start start a relationship with these people. Yeah, there, it's yeah. If you're if you're ordering from Seamless and you've never been to the place, go walk to the in. Place. Yeah, talk walk to in. Them. Be like, I'm that guy who orders the chicken tikka masala and the fifteen, you know, doll and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. You're like, you're not as big as we thought you, you would are, be. Yes. <laughs> you know? How's your family? I don't have one. You know? <laughs> we always put four so. forks in. <laughs> it's just for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I love it. Well, I love you, Marie. I love you, too. I'm glad we did this. And yeah. guys, please, I'm very. we're very interested in knowing where do you eat. We yeah. want to know what restaurants that you're going to. So email us at inyomouthnyc at gmail.com. Or you can Instagram or Twitter. Tweet us. Tweet us. Tweet us mm. at inyomouthpod. Mm-hmm. That's inyomouthpod. Mm-hmm. That is in oh Marie shaking her head at me because she knows what's coming. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to say thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.